0: Shalom and good morning. Welcome to Life Bites. I hope you're doing great. Now friends, as I was recording this episode, I just feel so strongly that God wants me to tell you that he really, really loves you. Now let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you love us. There is nothing more fulfilling in life than to be loved by you, God, for your love liberates us. Your love lifts us up. And your love empowers us. Your love equips us to be overcomers more than conquerors. So we ask God that today you speak to us again as we humble ourselves before you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now friends, in episode 11, we ended in chapter 2, verse 27, where we learned that God wants his anointing that teaches us about all truths to remain to manor, to live in us, Not just that, John also says that uh, having been taught by God's anointing, we will then be able to remain to manor in Christ. Now then John emphasizes that again in verse 28, he said, and now dear children, continue, manor, remain, live in him, in Christ, so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. That means that if we manor, we continue, we remain in Christ, when he returns, we can face him with confidence. Otherwise, we will feel shameful to meet him. Just like Adam and Eve, after they committed sin, they hid themselves from God because they were ashamed to meet God. And that's what sin will do to us, friends. Traps us into a life of unrighteousness and continues to pull us downward spiral until we perish. That's the devil's mission. But can we bust the devil? Well, we will explore that today. Now, taking on from this point, John then moved on to talk about sin versus righteousness. In verse 29, he said, If you know that he is righteous, if you know that Christ is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. Now, let me paraphrase what John is saying here. He's saying that you you already know that Christ is righteous, so you should know that when you live a righteous life, it shows that you are born of Christ. So, John was actually getting his readers to self-check if they are truly born of Christ. If, They are truly born of Christ. He goes on in chapter 3. And this is what our reading, our study today. We're going to do from verse 1 to verse 10. Let me read the first two verses here, NIV. Verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. So if we are born of Christ, truly, it means we already received the love of the Father and have become the children of God, and are looking forward to Christ's return to perfect us basically what John is telling us from who we are, the children of God, to what we shall be, that's when Christ returns, to what we should be doing, how we should live our lives now. That's when John says in verse 3, all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. So what John is saying is this is how we should live. That is to purify ourselves, to not live a sinful life, but live a righteous life. And John tells us how to. In verse 4, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we should know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. So here John is telling us not to continue in sinful life because the devil wants us to continue in sin. John calls those who continue in sin as children of the devil, not the children of God. It's very strong words there. John does not mean his words. Outrightly, he says, those who do what is sinful are of the devil and they are the children of the devil. Now, imagine someone calls you a child of the devil, anak shaitan Gao, you know, just imagine that for a while. That's very, very strong words, right? And mind you, he was writing this to the church, to the believers, which means we all need to examine ourselves. Now, thankfully, right in the center of his rebuke, John tells us that we can actually bust the devil. In verse 5, he says that, but you know that he appeared when Christ that Christ appeared so that he might. Take away our sins. And verse 8, he carries on to say that the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Hallelujah. So Christ came to take away our sins, but more than that, he came to bust the devil, to destroy the devil's work. Amen. The devil caused Adam and Eve to bring sin into the world. But now Christ has come to destroy that work of the devil. And for every one of us who are born of Christ and are the true children of God, we too can bust the devil. Amen? Friends, you can be a devil buster. Would you like to become one? Yes? Now, today I want to tell you that you can actually shut the devil from your life, bust him, and become a victor. So how do we bust the devil? There are three very simple yet very powerful truth that we can apply to bust the devil. First thing, continue to live in the love of Father God. John says in verse 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Amen. See, God's love doesn't stop at the time when we met Jesus at the cross, which many Christians actually think like that. See, the cross was not just an event but an event that has an eternal effect. That eternal effect is that we have been made children of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Now, sometimes we forget how powerful this truth is, that we are the children of God. We forget that to be loved by God is a very, very powerful thing. To be a child of God is very, very, very powerful. Awesome. And in Matthew chapter 4, let me give you an example. The devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness. You know that, right? Three times. By challenging Jesus this, he said to Jesus, the devil said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, do this. If you are the son of God, do that. Now, why did the devil raise this question? Well, he knows Jesus is the Son of God, and he knows that Jesus knows that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, obviously, it was to sow doubts uh, in Jesus and to cause him to do things that are against the will of God that would be sinning, right? But thank God that Jesus' water baptism happened before he went to the wilderness and was tempted by the devil. It was at the baptism that Father God declared this. This is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Amen. It was such a declaration that made that whole confidence, even in Christ Jesus, that he is the son of God. It doesn't matter what people say. He is the son of God. You see, Jesus busted the devil because he remained in the Father's love as the Son of God. His confidence as the Son of God enabled him to bust the devil. See, when you and I always remain in God's love, there is no possible way that the devil can ever defeat us. Every time we are tempted to commit sin, whether in actions or in thoughts, just meditate on Father God's love that he has lavished on us through the cross of his Son. See friends, there is no reason for us to feel we are living in lack when we are living in God's love. Jesus busted the devil when the devil tempted him with physical needs, the need for food. He was not living in lack because he was living in Father God's love. There is no reason for us to live in fear when we are living in God's love. See, Jesus busted the devil when the devil tempted him to doubt if Father God would protect and save him or not. Well, Jesus did not live in fear because he was living in Father God's love. See, there is no reason for us to chase after money, power, and fame when we are living in God's love. See, Jesus busted the devil when the devil tempted him to desire fame, power, and the world. Because why? Jesus was secured living in Father God's love. You see, friends, you too can bust the devil if you, as a child of God, remain in the love of the Father. Amen? The second thing, how do we bust the devil? Continue to live in Christ. In verse 5, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in Christ keeps on sinning. In other words, as long as we are living in Christ, there is no possible way for us to love to keep on sinning. Just like what John has already talked about in the early chapters, when light is present. There is no darkness, right? Same thing. When we are living in Christ, there cannot be any sinful life that can be present. You see, the devil can never touch those who continue to live in Christ. Amen? That's why, friends, seriously, friends, the right question to ask is not, are you a Christian? But are you living in Christ? Oh, very, very different, friends. There is no in-between. There is no gray. Many Christians today have created a new Christianity to meet their own likings by approving practices that oppose God's word because they claim that, well, God has given them rights, human rights. Now, here's a problem, a very serious one. We tend to place human rights above God's righteousness. And that's what the devil wants us to do. And that's why John tells us the third way how to bust the devil. He say, continue to do what is right. Continue to do what is right. Verse 7, the one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. Verse 10, This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. You see, friends, what John is trying to tell us is that we are to do what is right, not demanding our rights. Come on, listen to me, friends. Doing what is right is not demanding our rights. Do what is right, not do what we like. See, what we like does not necessarily mean what is right. We may like things that are not right in God's eyes. See, the word right, which you can read from the PDF notes that you can download, that word right, means rightness of thinking, Rightness of feeling, rightness of acting—that is acceptable to God. That word means when we do what is right in thinking, right in feeling, right in actions—that is acceptable to God. All right. So, so those of us who do this, John says, is righteous. The word righteous is dikaios. Dikaios means innocent, faultless, guiltless of a person whose way of thinking feeling, and acting is wholly conformed to the will of God and who therefore needs no correction in the heart or life. Wow. In other words, when we, when we do what is right, we are righteous. Powerful word of God that tells us what does it mean to do what is right. You see, when the things we do are right, It will certainly shine the light of Christ, the righteousness of Christ. So this is how we bust the devil. When we relentlessly do what is right, we give no room for the devil to work. Amen? Friends, don't ever give chance to the devil. So stop doing what you like and stop doing what the world likes but start doing and keep on doing what God likes and what is right, and that's how we can bust the devil. Amen. Let me finish with this illustration. You know, my house had been having cockroaches visiting us for the longest time. And and one day, God gave me a revelation that they actually came through the bathroom and the kitchen drain holes where the water flows out right the place they sticked through the small holes of that drain holes so then I got an idea to cover the drain holes with towels big enough just nice and heavy enough to cover the holes yet water is able to flow into the holes and flow out when I did that since that day no cockroaches have come into our house then just a few weeks ago uh, we saw one big cockroach suddenly appear after a long time and we wonder where it came from and we figured it could be through the bathroom window so what we did we closed the window you know what since then no cockroaches show up anymore see friends the same for our lives Close all the doors the devil uses to enter into our lives by doing what is right. Amen? Let's reflect. Do you want to be able to bust the devil so that you can live a victorious life? If yes, which of the three things that we've discussed that you need to start and continue doing? If you say you don't want to bust the devil, Why? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you have lavished your love on us and have made us your children. And with that, you have given us the power to bust the devil just like what your son, our Lord Jesus, did. That we shall no longer be living in sin. Instead, God, we shall live in the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. So help us, Lord. do what is right, so that the world may see your righteousness. Father God, I also pray for those who have yet to become the children of God. They too will open their hearts to believe and receive your love right now and become the children of God. May your grace and blessings always envelop us and our loved ones too. In Jesus' name, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. I hope you've been blessed. Now, If you want to know more about Jesus, please drop me a note. Please allow me to help you. Next episode, we will discuss on a life and death topic under the title To Love is to Live. Till the next Life Bites, continue to have a bite and have a life. God bless you.